You're listening to the Ministry 127 podcast, a complimentary resource for today's spiritual leader. The purpose of Ministry 127 is to aid Christians in developing a biblical philosophy of ministry. Ministry 127 is a growing online library aimed at assisting ministry workers with Bible-based resources and is a ministry of Pastor Paul Chapel, the Lancaster Baptist Church, and West Coast Baptist College. For more information, visit ministry127.com and subscribe to the Ministry 127 podcast for more practical lessons for today's Christian worker. This Ministry 127 podcast is on biblical principles for counseling ladies by Mrs. Sherry Marquez. Mrs. Marquez serves as a councilwoman for the city of Lancaster and serves as a counselor for the ladies of Lancaster Baptist Church. In Romans 15.1, It says, We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. And Galatians 4, Galatians 4, 19 says, My little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. And that truly is the main goal of counseling is to get them to practice Christianity. Um, I'm actually trying to witness to a lady now, and um, she has all these Christians around her that are really doing some ungodly and unchristian things, and um, it's kind of like a battle. You know, it's every week I'm trying, or every couple of weeks I'm trying to, to get her to come to visit church or, you know, open a Bible or do something, and she has all these Christians that are hindering um, the Holy Spirit trying to work in her life. And I had to tell her, I said, you know, there are a lot of people that call themselves Christians. And I said, and I hope they really are saved. I said, but they're not practicing Christianity. And the only way you're going to know that, to discern between that, is to read your Bible and pray and find out what the Lord, the Lord's standard, not our standards, but the Lord's standards are. Number one, we'll go ahead and start in the outline, is um, to establish a starting baseline, and everybody should have gotten a handout when they came in. I hope there was enough. Did everybody get a handout? It's a questionnaire that I I designed um, within um, the way I do counseling, and it is very helpful to me. I hope it would be helpful to some of you. And um, so anyway, number one, you have to establish a starting baseline, and of course that starting baseline is number one on the questionnaire. I always ask the first question is, are you sure without a doubt that you are saved? Now, if I know this person coming in is not saved, of course, I'm going to ask them, if you were to die today, are you 100% sure you'd go to heaven? But always start with that baseline, because then you know exactly where you are. If the person's saved, at least they know they're supposed to be reading their Bible. At least they know they're supposed to be following the Lord and practicing Christianity. But if you have someone who's not saved, you know, you, you might, you're going to take a different technique, a different line of approach in that. And there's a lot of ladies that I have counseled with and been through the plan of salvation, and they don't accept Christ. And, um, but they still want something. So then I go into giving them biblical counsel, and um, occasionally um, it, it just doesn't work. They don't understand it. They don't acknowledge God. They don't acknowledge him the way that we do, 
and they don't acknowledge God's word as an authority. And um, I actually had one lady, after I got through talking to her, and she professed it to be saved, but she says, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone after some things that I had been telling her. And um, I was, well, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, but that's all I have. That's all I can give you is Bible. So anyway, establishing that baseline. And then establish, um, uh, establish a pattern. Number two, Bible reading, prayer, church attendance. The other question on the questionnaire that I would ask is, have you been baptized scripturally in a like faith church? That's another thing that might be the roadblock before you even get started. If they've not even taken that first step of obedience of baptism, then you know where you are with that, too. Why haven't they? So you back up, you go through the scriptures, and you talk about baptism. Then, um, number three, establish whether they are complying. When you give them homework, when they're coming back in, and you ask them, did you read this book? Did you, did you memorize that scripture? Whatever, are they complying? If they're not complying, you really need to ask the, the Holy Spirit, do I need to waste my time with this person? Because you can certainly be using that valuable time with somebody else that would listen. Um, back Now back to the, uh, the questionnaire, which I should have um, put under number two in your notebook, is that do you truly believe the Bible is, or do you believe the Bible is truly the inspired word of God and will you take counsel from it? And there are people, that's when you'll, you'll hit another roadblock. Are they doing it or are they not? Do they not recognize it as, as the word of God? Are you reading your Bible daily? Now I always stop on this one and I say, now what I mean by that is do you every single day, every morning get up, read your Bible and pray? Don't read a devotional. Don't listen to a tape. Spend time with the Lord in his word, his love letter, and make sure that you're reading that daily, at least one psalm and one proverb. When I have ladies that just they can't get there, I said, just one psalm and one proverb. And I said, when you get to Psalm 119, break it down if you have to. I said, but, you know, take that time to lay your head in his lap and let him love on you a few minutes in the morning. And then Proverbs is just charm school for me. I need to be reminded every 31 days I go back. I go back and I read them. I can't ever get enough of the Proverbs or be reminded how often, how I'm supposed to be behaving. I usually, about right now, I usually throw in a Walmart illustration but I'm going to spare you from that one today. Okay, and then number six on the questionnaire is, are you attending church service regularly? And I explained that again. I said, to me, that means Sunday morning, Sunday school, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Are you there? The preaching, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it's the power of God. And I said, you know what? Only if you want the power of God on your life would you want to be under preaching and teaching. Well, I've heard it a hundred times. Well, hear it a hundred and one because you're obviously needed. Um, let's see. 
let's go to is well establishing whether they are complying or not. Um, when when I talk about that, there have actually been, and I've used this illustration before, so if I'm repeating myself to some of you that have been in this session before, um, is asking for God's wisdom every single day with every single person that I counsel with and asking the Holy Spirit to lead me and guide me. Because, of course, there are some times when someone comes in for the third time and it's like, excuse me, <laughs> um, you know, and, and in my flesh, I probably want to rip their face off. But, you know, the Lord doesn't want me to do that. So that's why I have to ask the Lord, you know, you give me that discernment where when I need to be compassionate that, you know, Lord willing, I'll be compassionate. But there have been a few people that, um, especially a, a young teenage girl that the mom had wanted me to counsel with, and I had counseled with her several times. Well, she knew what I wanted to hear. And she just started telling me what I wanted to hear. And, um, you know, and the Lord told me that one afternoon. It was so funny because we were, we were actually passing each other in a hallway. And um, I just stopped and I said, do you think there's any need for us to meet on Thursday? And she kind of looked at me and she got it. And she said, no, nah, I don't think so. I said, well, you know what? When you get serious about, you know, your walk with the Lord, then you come back and see me. I've never seen her since. I mean, I've had ladies come in and I will say, you know, I would recommend that you read this book or whatever along with your Bible reading. And um, the next time they would come in, I would ask them, well, did you get to read this book or whatever? And she'd say, no, but I found a really good one. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? You're doing a great job counseling yourself. You just, you just keep it up. I don't bother to make another appointment with her. But, um, you know, God will give you the discernment there that you need because each and every one of us, um, we're a little different. And um, I know, I'll, I'll say this too, I know if I've met with someone several times, the time that we spend together is less and less. Because I don't want them spending, I don't want them depending on me. I want them depending on the Lord and his word. But if it's the first time I've counseled with uh, a lady I will let her kind of go on and on. I don't want to call it whining, but, you know, sometimes I tell my husband, I don't want you to fix it. I want you to just listen to me whine for a few minutes, okay? It'll be okay. Just listen to me whine. So sometimes we need that, you know, or I'll, I'll get a close friend that I'll call and I'll say, listen, I need, to, I need to bounce something off of you. Don't try to fix it. You know, just listen to me whine for a few minutes, okay? Um, hopefully I'm not the only one in the room that does that. Okay. All right. So then um, number seven on the questionnaire is, are you aware of any bitterness, anger, jealousy, any emotions like that? Most people can, when you say those words, they know what you're talking about. Dr. Willette gave a very good example last night between the difference between jealousy and envy. And, you know, you have to ask them, are you aware of any of these emotions? And sometimes I have someone bring up an emotion to me that they're going through. That helps identify some things. Um, number four on the um, outline is establish whether they are taking personal responsibility. And that's where I said, is it a wine session or is it a counseling session? If they come in the third time 
and they start repeating themselves and and there's no complying going on or anything um, you know there again you have to depend on the Holy Spirit to give you direction whether to continue to counsel with that person or not but make them aware do you realize that this is the third time we've met and you're you're repeating to me the exact same thing you said the first time you came in here so why haven't we moved along further so um, number eight on your questionnaire is there someone you need to forgive and cannot find in your heart to do so even if that person is yourself and when I say that even if it is yourself a lot of times the tears start to erupt because you know what sometimes we'll forgive everybody in the whole world except ourselves and I know that the Lord taught me a long time ago you know what we're supposed to forgive everybody I mean we could go this in scriptures we can talk about Matthew and how we're supposed to forgive and if you don't forgive how's the Lord gonna forgive you but we won't forgive ourselves we won't let ourselves off the hook we won't allow ourselves to grow in the Lord and grow in grace and grow uh, I mean I am NOT the same person that I was when I got married I have way changed okay and um, I've done a lot of things wrong and you know the devil is the the one is so great about coming and sitting on our shoulder and just reminding us on a daily basis but you did but you said but you whatever now if someone else you know we've learned a lot of times that you know when that devil says yeah but you know he said but I forgave him but if he says yeah but you did we can't forgive ourselves so we must make that very very clear that we have no right to withhold forgiveness even from ourselves so then um, number five establish a timeline for counseling counseling is not a way of life it should be temporary because we want to direct them to the Lord to the Word of God I mean David encouraged himself in the Lord but you know and I but I understand that sometimes we all need a little help I lost my way I lost my focus which direction should I be going in this is at a point too I have I have a lot of I thought about just copying all my forms and giving them all to you but I have um, some forms and one of them is just how to, to write a purpose statement a purpose statement for your own life and where you are and what you want the Lord to accomplish in your life or your family or whatever it gives you some goals and it gives you some direction and when you know how girls get we okay we just lose our minds sometimes okay put it politely we need to sometimes I go back to that purpose statement that I wrote just to bring myself back and um, basically kind of center myself you know where am I supposed to be I'm so confused right now where did I set you know where did I start from oh that's right this is what I wanted to do um, I know one of mine and I didn't bring it with me so I'm gonna try and quote it but basically one of my purpose statements was is to not to let my past beat me up but to use my past as a stepping stone to get where the Lord wants me to go 
So, um, and you can email me through the church. I would be glad to have, you know, to share these forms with you. And um, I'll mention a few others too. But like I said, counseling is not a way of life. It should be temporary because we do have to put that focus on the Lord. It's not on me. I have had some women that, you know, had my, my home phone number and uh, would call and they're literally having a total meltdown. Now, first of all, um, I'm not a real compassionate person. But first of all, I'm like, okay, who is that? And I'm listening. And then I, find, I figure out who it is. And then I'm asking, okay, Lord, you know, help me with this. Do I need to pick up the phone or whatever? And, and sometimes I have picked up the phone. But sometimes I have gone. And listened, you know, to them as they're going on and on. Because it's like the 20 millionth meltdown. And it's the 20 millionth um, cry for help. And it's the one that wouldn't read the book, or it's the one. So I just kind of let them go. Um, because ultimately, they shouldn't be calling me with the meltdown. Because when I've asked those ladies, did you go and seek the Lord's face before you just had a meltdown? No. So anyway, that's discernment, okay? And you've got to ask God for that discernment. The, the one scripture that just, I mean, it makes me laugh. Because um, years ago... When I came across it, um, I was like, go figure. What does that mean? But it was Proverbs 26, verses 4 and 5. Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest thou also be like unto him. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own conceit. And I realized that that is discernment, but that is asking God for God's wisdom every single morning, every single day, with every situation that you come across. And um, I'm so glad God has a sense of humor. Yeah, because if not, he would have already squished me like a bug. Um, okay, so establish a timeline for counseling um, and make sure that you make it clear to these people. And in our counseling questionnaire, it says if you cancel, cancel, excuse me, cancel so many appointments, you know, we're we're going to stop counseling. Um, if you don't do your homework, we're going to stop counseling. So um, there's guidelines right there, and I'm sure that might even be in pastors' order in order in the church might even be in there for counseling. So um, now the other thing that I'll do, I'll finish the questionnaire, is number nine is how is your health? And I will say one being lousy and ten being great, where are you? And I'll make them give me a number because that tells me where they think they are health-wise, physically. And then if they're on any medications, I'll make a note about that, you know, because... The United States of America, uh, there's a lot of people dependent on, you know, medications. And um, so anyway, then number 10 is how are you feeling today? Now I'm going to the emotional. We went to the physical. Now I'm going to the emotional. Not that we depend on our emotions because we're depending on God's word, but where are you today? How are you feeling today? And so I'll you know, make them circle one. That kind of tells me, you know, well, this is a bad day for them, whatever. Then um, number 11, which I find is very relevant to counseling with ladies a lot of times because they 
they can't think of everything when they come in and talk to you about it, but how are your finances? We know that ladies don't do well if the finances are, are really bad. So, and then you'll have, you'll have someone tell you, oh, it's, it's a one. I said, oh, so you're on the brink of homelessness? Oh, no, 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 no. So make it realistic for them. You know, I mean, to me, a, a one would be on the brink of, you know, losing your home and being homeless. So, okay, so let's be realistic. And then what I normally do um, after that, and you always pray first before you ever get started, but um, then I turn it over and I start, well, tell me, what can I help you with? What are you here today for? Well, after I've gotten most of this, you already know where they are a lot of times. Um, but then that's, like I said, that first counseling session, at least let them, you know, go on and tell you a little bit more. I have... Uh, a couple of handouts that the Lord just helped me put together. One of them is um, resisting the devil. And just like I said, you know how the devil can sit up on your shoulder and just, well, you have to learn to recognize his voice because he's always condemning. There's nothing encouraging there. He's never, in, I mean, it's not, it's not the devil sitting there saying, you should go give a tract to that lady over there, okay? So, you know, you have to discern what's the Lord's voice, you know, and, and what's the devil's voice. The devil's always condemning. He's never going to encourage you. And um, when you hear that voice, you know, I suggest, you know, what I do is, I don't say it out loud because then everybody thinks I'm charismatic in Costco or something, you know, but I say, get thee behind me, Satan, because... God has already forgiven me for that. It's under the blood. It's all good. You know, I have discerned, learned to discern his voice quicker, okay? Not that I don't fall for his tricks, okay? I'm not by any means where I need to be. But um, I did want to just kind of go over those. Um, number one was establishing or establish a starting baseline. Number two, establish a pattern. Number three, establish where they are, whether they are complying. Number uh, four, establish whether they are taking personal responsibility. If you don't see them stepping up a little bit, um, then push that. Uh, five, establish a timeline for counseling. Make sure they know this is not a way of life. This You're supposed to be meeting some criteria And as we move along. A lot of times the counseling that, I mean, some of the information I give, is kind of vague because, like I said, people are different. They have different needs. They have different um, areas that they need help in. But most of all, practicing Christianity is the goal, and that's over and over and over again. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm I'm famous for telling on myself about going to Walmart, and you know, I'll start to get irritated with someone that's not dressed. Or, you know, showing body parts and and then the Holy Spirit says, but they don't know any better. That's what's in the stores. That's what's they're buying. If they're putting it on, they think that it's okay to wear. They don't know. How about you give them a track, Sherry? How about you be nice and go over and talk to them or something, you know? I have to tell myself, yesterday I was really bad because I went to Walmart and the wind was blowing, all right, already. And um, this guy was unloading his cart 
and he put the last bag in his vehicle, and he leaves the cart right there, and then he walks off. Well, he was all gone already anyway, so I made a face at him in the rear, his rearview mirror and put the cart where it was supposed to be. I know I'm bad. Take that off the tape. <laughs> that fix it. Mess it up right there. But you know what? We, I really do. I am one of the worst ones. I go to Walmart and I'm like, you know, and I go, they're not safe, Sherry. You know, I have to calm myself down. That's another, oh, it's perfect segue. I learned that new word. Segue or segue into margin. This is a great book. Pastor just gave me this book recently. It is a great book, isn't it? It is because I'm a type A personality. I'm just spastic. I can't, you know, I walk around the block and I'm, you know, my husband's like, you know, 20 feet back there. He's strolling. I'm, you know, you know, calm down. It's like that when I get in the car. It's like, calm down, you know. You don't have to drive like a maniac. I'm, you know, I have to constantly. We go on vacation. It takes me three days to calm down, to just chill. Well, this book is great. And I, about two years ago, I realized that I was just a maniac and I had to calm myself down. And so I, I was really praying about it one morning. I said, Lord, I've got to do something about this schedule and I've just got too much on my plate. And um, I was really, really praying and, the, and it was like the Lord said, well, you need to set aside this or you need to set aside that. And I'm going, oh, yeah, but I really like doing that. I don't know how many times a lady will give me her schedule and I will say, well, maybe you should lay that aside. But I really love doing that. And I said, well, I understand you really love doing that, but who's doing without while you're doing that? At whose expense? Even your own health or your own sleep or your family, you know? So make sure that they understand that, you know, we have obligations to a lot of other people sometimes, and we must meet those obligations before we meet ours sometimes. Anyway, this was a, a really good um, example. This uh, man that wrote this book, Richard Swenson, and his family went um, to a third world uh, country and, wrong place, and... He described a little place in Grenada, 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 and what he described was that um, Hillsboro bustles on Monday when produce arrives and on Saturday mail day. Otherwise, this little town just gazes out to sea. And I was, oh, does that sound nice? Okay, but he says that the. Um, I don't know how to say the name of that little place. Nothing works, but everything works out. Because he talked about how he was there uh, because of the medical field, but they didn't have x-ray machines, and they didn't have CAT scans, and they didn't have all this stuff. But in their own time, in their own speed, things worked out. And we li live at such a rapid rate that we have to realize that, you know, if I just don't get it done, how many would, I would say, were raised in the South, and if you didn't leave your house looking like a magazine cover, you couldn't even leave not one dirty spoon in the sink, then you were a failure. Yeah. Okay? 
How many of you have been healed? <laughs> it's like, this is nuts. This is absolutely nuts. I know there's Proverbs 31 lady, and I think God's more you know, concerned about what's in her heart, what comes out of her mouth, because I used to drive my family literally crazy. My husband would be working on the car, and he'd, he'd uh, come to the back door, and he'd take his shoes off. While he was gone, I put the shoes away. I mean, I didn't realize he was going right back out, but they'd be gone. He'd come back, he'd say, where's my boots? <laughs> okay, so I had to get healed from that, okay? And I always tell Susan Rasmussen, you are never coming in my house, lady. Never. Not in a million years, because she is Wonder Woman. I guarantee you, her house is perfect. But anyway, sometimes we take our marginless living with us. That's what this man said. And like I said, it literally takes me three days to calm down before, you know, if, if we, oh, I shouldn't even talk about this because you guys are going to get on an airplane, aren't you? How many are taking a flight? Okay, I'm not going to say it. Anyway, um, it says, nobody can keep running on empty. Let's stay busy to be sure, but together let's also develop the necessary theological underpinnings for margin that will allow us to accept its importance without guilt. For just as we need to eat and sleep, so we also need to breathe. And I think, I know um, myself in particular, it, it really is true. You know, you hear, stop and smell the roses. And I'm, I know it's a habit, and I'm confessing my sins to you right now. Because next year this time, Lord willing, and with the Holy Spirit's help, I am going to be a different person because I'm going to calm down. Because right now I'm standing in front of you and it looks like, does it look like I'm fairly calm? Oh, the brain is racing. I mean, inside I'm making myself stand still. I mean, it's, if anybody would have um, probably, you know, checked me out for HD, ADHD or whatever, the, I guarantee you I would have been so... I'm going to be calming down. I'm going to ask the Lord to help me to stop and smell the roses. Because it's even that inward feeling that a lot of ladies have. <laughs> At least I'm fun for something, huh? And, you know, that they're racing inside. Let's stop racing inside. Because we can't hear that Holy Spirit, that still small voice sometimes, if we're not quiet and calm down. Thank you for listening to the Ministry 127 podcast. Today's lesson is on Biblical Principles for Counseling Ladies with Mrs. Sherry Marquez. This podcast was designed to equip spiritual leaders to grow in the Word and develop a biblical philosophy of ministry for today's local church. Be sure to let a friend know about Ministry127.com. Also, for Christ-honoring publications, please visit strivingtogether.com for resources that encourage spiritual growth and the local church ministry. Thank you for listening to this Ministry 127 podcast.